the Mind Body Connection podcast. The body and mind. With your host, Dr. Phil Parker. Due to the ongoing issues with the coronavirus situation, we've slightly changed our schedule. We've replaced our normal interviews with some recordings of live seminars on how to boost your health. To make it easier to navigate the seminars, we've edited them so that the discussion, theory, the research is covered in one section, and then the second section covers some of the major exercises we've done, so that you can listen back to them. This is the sixth in the series. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, it's Phil here. Welcome to this Tuesday's live free seminar all about how to boost your health. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Parker. If you don't know, I'm just moving my screens around. You see my eyes darting from left to right, but we're beginning. Uh, so welcome. I know there's going to be quite a few people joining. We've had thousands of people watch these uh, seminars over the last six weeks. Um, I'm hoping it's because uh, they find them interesting when they've got just nothing else to do. But here we are. Uh, today we're going to focus uh, as ever on how do you boost your health. And there's loads and loads of ways that we can boost our health. As we talked about, it's physical stuff we can do, but there's also mental stuff we can do because our health is affected by not only what we're doing with our body, but what we're doing with our mind. And our mind, of course, influences both our mental health, but also our physical health. And that's one of my specialities, as many of you know, the mind-body connection, which runs both ways, the way our body affects our mind, the way our mind affects our body. So we're going to be looking at some stuff. Um, welcome, and do leave a comment. Hi, Prina, nice to see you. I'm glad you like the background. I've got a number of backgrounds today. Um, uh, you can tell me which one you want. We've got the uh, the waterfall, I'm quite fond of the waterfall. Um, but last week we uh, had the old uh, beach which is rather nice. And uh, today, I think we've got an extra one, which is one of my favorites. I can't remember what number it is. I think it's seven, let's try seven. Oh yeah, which is a, a nebula. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been stargazing recently. Some amazing stuff in the sky. Oh, welcome. Uh, hi, Lucy. I know Lucy's not been well. I hope you're feeling better, Lucy. I spoke to somebody just yesterday who's uh, got diagnosed with COVID. Uh, I'm just gonna go back to the waterfall and they were suddenly went to hospital and um uh, and their oxygen levels were low and they didn't test them they said we're not really generally doing uh tests but it uh, looks like you've definitely got it um your blood oxygen is not bad enough for us to admit you so just go home uh, so it sounds like uh, they've really moved many many steps from the original place they were about covid so welcome. Hey, hey, Lisa, good to see you too. Glad you like the waterfall. Do tell me which ones you want. And of course, do post questions. We've got a number of questions that have come in. Um, uh, Lucy's on day 19 of COVID, temper's down. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, do post your questions. We've got quite a few questions come in uh, in advance, which is brilliant. So I'll give you some of the questions uh, that I'll be talking about. Um, somebody said, what about what do we do about critical voices? Um, you know, the voices in our heads first of all everybody has uh, voices in their head the question is is the voice in your head uh, is it nice is it useful or is it destructive and for a lot of us our in, internal voice is quite critical uh, particularly in certain contexts quite often we can distract ourselves from our internal hi Marguerite, our internal um, uh, critical voices 
by being busy, um, being occupied, talking to other people. And of course, that's why uh, in lockdown, um, meditation, prolonged periods of silences, we can really hear the noise of our internal voice where there's nothing to distract us from it. Um, other thing people, and I'm going to talk more about that, other things people want to talk about was the power of their unconscious mind. So I'm going to do a bit of work, um, do a bit of kind of hypnosis. So obviously don't watch this if you are uh, driving, operating dangerous machinery, that kind of stuff. Um, and when I say hypnosis, it's really self-hypnosis. You'll be taking yourself into a calm, relaxing state. Uh, important to note that hypnosis isn't about people taking control of you. It's about you learning how to control where your mind is pointing more effectively. Uh, interesting question from Lisa here. Question about pregnancy. Have I heard of hyperemeris? Uh, uh, yes, I have. <laughs> it's, it's basically massive morning sickness. Can this be sorted out with a lightning process? Yeah, we have seen cases of uh, hyperemeris uh, going, being resolved with both lightning process, hypnosis, and LP. Um, it's it's uh, awful because obviously when you know people have morning sickness when they're pregnant it's a nightmare uh, but with this particular condition it's so severe they just can't keep anything down and it starts not become life-threatening in some cases it does but mainly it's just really really difficult to keep weight on like stay stay hydrated all that kind of stuff um, maybe talk about that a little bit I've also been asked about um, dealing with other people which is a theme that keeps on coming up uh, so one of the questions was how do you deal with difficult neighbors uh, again this is coming to the fore as we go into lockdown whatever it is we i've been in this for six weeks so i guess it's six or seven weeks for most people it means you're in closer proximity to people you you normally don't see because you exit to, to work or they go away hi mary good to see you too um so there's uh more more chance to bump into people uh and you know, people are, people are tricky. Uh, maybe you noticed that. People could be quite tricky because they're, they're living in their own version of reality, their own version of what's right and wrong, just as I am, just as you are. And when those don't quite meet, when they clash, we're in trouble. So dealing with neighbours, uh, uh, particularly neighbours who seem to be playing loud music, smoking dope all the time, it's wafting into your house, or whatever their problems are. Those are some of the questions people have asked. What do I do about that? Um, and we'll come to that in a minute what do you do uh, we also had a question about um, uh, how do you deal with your kids uh, particularly if they've got some behavioral complexities uh, uh, somebody talked about something uh, a child with oppositional defiant disorder which is basically where they won't do anything they're told to a, a million degrees um, and how do we deal with that? How do we deal with people with OCD who like everything to be the way it is, um, you know, and and when you're hanging around the house, things aren't as tidy, neat, clean, normal as they normally are. How do you deal with that? These are important questions. And there was a question about, um, which is another interesting one. A lot of people in this time are looking at reflecting uh, on, you yeah, know, how's my life going? And other people are looking at being super creative and building that new program and da 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 and getting stuck in that conflict between well, I just want to chill out and you know, I should be doing something like all these people are telling me they're doing. Remember, you have to remember that a lot of people's social media life, much like my waterfall, uh, is fake. <laughs> it's just not real. You, you, I'm assuming you know I'm not actually sitting in a pond with a beautiful waterfall behind me. Uh, 
lots of people present a fake version of how the world is or the best version the idealized version the, the, you know not the uh, dirty socks in the laundry and you know the dog hair on the floor but they're you know perfect life and we have to remember that just because they say they're doing that that may not actually be true um what else we got questions uh tips to help those with dementia who are afraid um healthcare working in PPE not able to express yeah yeah it's tough um really tough for people with dementia at the moment they have no idea what's going on uh, or people who are just quite isolated to deal with all these people in masks coming at them and just to change a routine very tricky uh lockdown on your own clara's in lockdown on her own uh so it's a different challenge in itself she's got to learn some self-love well that's an interesting lesson uh, more about pregnancy, uh, bad headaches and fatigue, using the lightning process for this, not sure I'm conquering the things I'm doing. How do you stay motivated or more to the point, how do I stay motivated, says Mary. Good, so brilliant, lots of awesome questions. Right, a few notes here, so we've got a lot of stuff about pregnancy. Um, uh, oh. Is there a way to make yourself hungry when you don't feel hungry? Hmm. Yeah, there is some stuff you can do about that. Uh, you might want to look at why that is as well. So let's uh, crack on with some of these things. Uh, I think we'll begin with a critical voice. If you have a critical voice sometimes in your life, just pop a comment down. And if you feel bold and excited enough uh, and ready to change, it may be write down some of the stuff that it says. Uh, just pop them down, it'll be interesting to see what people have got. Uh, some of you know, have done a course with me know that right at the end of the course, we look at some of these conversations that people run. It's incredible how similar uh, the kind of internal dialogues are that people have that don't really look anything like what that person looks like from the outside. People who seem and appear to be incredibly confident and calm are having this awful conversation with themselves where they say I'm rubbish, I'm awful, I can't do anything, I feel stressed all the time and there's this mismatch between how they appear and what's really what they're thinking and what's interesting about critical voices is although we hear it and we believe it there's also a kind of conflict in that we also don't think that about ourselves so we can, have, we can hold these two kind of diametrically opposed opinions at the same time uh, can you heal the heal the body with the LP? Well, it depends what the issue is. Specific tubal ligation. Okay, uh, and if quite a few people are quite keen to have Lucy's problem of not being hungry. Excellent. Uh, tell me a bit more about tubal ligation. Sounds fascinating. Any tips on keeping out of the fridge when you are on your own lockdown and not baking and eating all the scones? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mary says, often stressed and I tell myself I can't do something. It's a classic thing when people say things that are very, very negative to themselves. Uh, remember that statement? I think I've said it a few times. It's worth reminding. You will hear me repeating myself, not just because I've forgotten what I said, but also the more you hear things, I reckon you need to hear things three or four times for it to really kind of stick. So uh, remember that thing, if you treated your friends like you treat yourself, would you have any? So if you treated your friends like you treat yourself, would you have any? If you said some of these things you're saying inside your head to other people, what would people do? Would they want to be your friends or would they want to run away? 
So we've got Mary saying she's often stressed and tells herself, I can't do anything. Anybody else want to contribute? About what things? Oh, great. Critical voice says, if I was better using the lightning process, I wouldn't still have bad COVID symptoms after six weeks. Yeah. One of the problems with the critical voice, particularly if you have a lot of it, is it does not reduce stress levels, increases stress, doesn't help you be calm. And, and that has a tendency to just knacker your immune system. And so you get into one of those vicious circles where beating yourself up is a brilliant way to stay stuck. Um, one of the things I, uh, hi Christy, nice to see you. One of the things I always recommend, particularly when you're doing, uh, you know, dealing with illness is be kind to yourself. Um, a lot of people, particularly actually with the lightning process, but other techniques as well. You can get it with medita meditators and yoga and all the rest of it. People think that they're, uh, what they need to do is to kind of push themselves and force themselves and be very kind of um, unpleasant and uh, military to themselves about getting well, come on, getting well. And in fact, if you listen on the media, you hear a lot of conflict language around illness, like we're gonna fight this disease, we're gonna bombard it, we're gonna attack it. Uh, and generally I recommend, yeah, we want to move through this, but we want to do it with kindness. If we bring stress and anxiety into it, we're probably going to be in a worse situation. So I was talking to, again, someone with COVID this week, um, about using the lightning process and NLP and stuff on how to help. And I said, you know, so there's a thing in the lightning process, which basically says, you need to recognize when what you're doing to check in with yourself and go, is this useful for me? Is this helping my life? So it's not, is it good or bad or positive or negative? Is this life enhancing? Which is a really interesting question because things like, you know, let's say you've had a bad day at work, moaning about it uh, would often be considered to be a negative behavior. And, and that may be true but in the lightning process it's not actually seen as a negative behavior it's seen as um well is that useful for you and sometimes it really is sometimes it's completely useful to kind of go you know what and just tell everybody how awful that day has been but there becomes a point in time when it's no longer useful like, i've done that now i don't need to keep on doing this so this is a, a temporary behavior that i'm adopting and that gives you a bit more freedom and the same when you're ill if you're ill, uh, then sometimes what you need to do is go, what do I want? I want to sit in front of the, to the sofa and eat chocolates and drink Lemsip and I don't want to do anything else. And that is exactly the right thing. It's like starting to listen to yourself, starting to trust yourself in a good way. And there'll be other times when you say, right, now my brain feels good now enough to do some work on how I can boost my immune system. So you can kind of have that balance between being kind and calm and being proactive. But what you don't want to do is when you're feeling awful to just spend all your life, all your time trying to go, well, I must get my immune system working. And, and then you put yourself under pressure and that's not going to help you much. So I've got a bit more information about tubal ligation here. Um, I'm assuming the tubes would be the fallopian tubes. That was, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what it would be. Okay. Um, interestingly, uh, when you have stuff like tube, both tubal ligation, in this case fallopian tubes, but also you can reverse it when people have um, vasectomies as well. They can be reversed successfully. Uh, will your um, 
super vomiting behavior be as bad on the other bad, uh, on the other pregnancies well that depends a lot on, on if you've got some other skills that you didn't have during that period of time and then we've got critical voices jenny uh my critical voice says everyone now those of you who have trained with me know that that is technically a universal quantifier quick uh, bit of help for anybody who doesn't know what that is universal quantifier is a word like every all never always that says this happens either all the time or none of the time it's kind of it's it's an absolute phrase uh, and they're always problematic um so my critical voice says everyone is achieving more than me so i should and she's put that in inverted commas as well i should is another uh, another problem uh, a modal operator of possibility and necessity uh, i should suggesting that someone has told you that this is the truth which it may not be should try harder so it's a good way of beating yourself up what's interesting a lot of these behaviors um have their origin in being quite motivational it's like oh if i work really hard then uh, i'll get good results and then i can be happy then i can relax um but what happens they just become an endless treadmill where you just have to keep on being this way and there's no end point uh, and quite a lot of them are linked into perfectionism which i think i talked about last time or the time before uh anyone remember the core thing about perfectionism it's it's a it's a binary option if you have perfection you cannot have anyone want to type it in it's either one or the other you either get perfection if you get perfect or a, a try and attempt to get perfection you will not have any go on i want to see the answer and maybe a slight time lag uh, the answer is joy. You won't have any joy. It's not possible. Ah, well done. Excellent. It's not possible to get joy and have perfection. Um, because if you are running perf a perfectionist pattern, then everything you do will never quite measure up to what you want. So classically, if you do really well in an exam, you'll go, yeah, but the exam couldn't have been that hard or the examiners are too kind. <laughs> this said friends if you, if you have perfectionist you probably don't have any friends yeah maybe <laughs> so yeah joy joy and joy is really important as a perfectionism and it comes back a little bit to you know being really hard on ourselves trying to be perfect all the time uh so <laughs> jenny you do win i'm not sure what the prize is but you definitely win um so lucy's saying it's important to hear that reminder is that the reminder about being nice to yourself as you try and heal uh, and hopefully who was the other person who said they're uh, struggling uh, yeah Marion same thing for you Marion um, be uh, be kind to yourself if you're using the lighting process or meditating or yoga or anything really do it in a nice way a nice way uh, and be be generous and be kind and be loving to yourself like uh, I can't remember who it was was it uh, said that they were uh, isolating alone Clara I think it was uh, Guru says uh, my inner critic downgrades my achievements and I am rarely satisfied yeah that's perfectionism it means you won't get any fun I've got another interesting question. How to deal with bereavement when you're in lockdown? That's real tough. Uh, bereavement is tough anyway, but in this extreme, uh, bizarre circumstances, it's, it's even even harder. Maybe we'll do something on that. 
next time because that's quite a big conversation but you can uh, take some of the stuff we're talking about today uh, and apply it to how to deal with bereavement grief loss uh, and it's kind of interesting you mention it actually because although bereavement tends to be specifically about people people can feel bereaved about so many things so that could be you know loss of contact a bereaved loss of the normal social interactions or you know a job all those things can also be classed as a kind of bereavement because it's something something is absent uh, but yeah maybe we'll look at that next time that might be, it might be an interesting topic to focus on so critical voices the first thing to notice is uh, pretty much everyone has them the first the other thing to notice is it's not the only voice you have in your head you have a usually have a variety some are nicer some are not so nice so a couple of things to do with them the very first thing i would do is listen to where it comes from and i don't don't mean where in your history we're physically in space so if you just point and then if you want to pop a message down saying where is the critical voice is it coming from the front of your head from the back of your head from the right to the left from your chest in front of you behind you just notice where's that voice if, if you have a voice it will have a location that it comes from and notice where that is and this is a very classic NLP approach uh, which is adopted by other things as well but where NLP looks at less about the content the story the narrative you know why have you got this what's it saying and more about interesting things like where is it physically where does it come from is it loud is it quiet so notice where is this voice and as you do notice where it is just point use your finger and just leave a comment It'd be great if we could hear that or write it so i can see it then what i'd like you to do is just to take this voice and move it somewhere else okay so if it's in your heart then pop it onto your left shoulder or onto your thumb if it's in your ears then is it on both ears or just the left or the right and have it move somewhere else to your knees just move it around you can also move it out of your body and have it if it's here move it over there okay or down there or coming out from that bird sitting on the tree or the otter in the water just behind me and as you do that notice just how by repositioning it it changes how it feels how it sounds what it means to you you'll find as you move it it will reduce its impact if you happen to move it somewhere where it increases impact then just move it back again and move it somewhere else but for most people the further you move it away because we know sounds that are further away are quieter the further away you move it so have it be outside the room have it be on a bus going to somewhere far away have it get on a plane and go all the way to the other side of the world so that when the voice is over there notice how that changes how you feel about it should feel you've got a bit more space a bit more relief a bit more sense of freedom there's another interesting thing you can do which i think i might have talked about before on this but it's i'm not sure everyone's been here on the same call before which is have that voice wherever it is now take on the qualities of someone who you 
think is a bit of an idiot. So somebody whose opinion is uh, something you need to take with a pinch of salt. So a great example for me is Donald Trump. Uh, the way he behaves is just astonishing that he is in the position he's in. Uh, but that's the way it is. But if I imagine that internal critical voice sounding like Donald Trump, so do the same for you. Change that internal critical voice to have some of the qualities of Donald Trump. The way he talks. Who's the best? The best. And the biggest. Yeah, Have it had that quality. And when it says it like that, Notice how does that change again, how that feels. Just drop that down as a comment for me as that occurs. When it takes on Donald Trump's qualities or somebody else's, you know, if you have a, a good example of someone who you think everything they say is a bit, you know, need to let it go. Then have it take on that quality and notice how that changes it. And just drop a comment down about that. Is that scary in a good way, Mary? Or was it Donald Trump scaring you? <laughs> but what if your uh, critical voice became something that you just couldn't take seriously? What would happen now as a result of this? It becomes laughable, that's right, yeah. It becomes something you just can't give the same gravitas you can't take it as seriously and that could be really really useful you can as uh, we said before uh, of course that Jenny was on you can make it sound like Mickey Mouse you can speed it up so it's really really fast or you can slow it down have it become really really quiet so you can't hear it, Duffy Duck. Yeah, all these things. Now, what's interesting, if that voice says those things and it feels laughable and comical, then how seriously do you have to take it? Well, not. And then you can just let it flow. And maybe you want to put a different voice, a voice that says something more useful in the place where that other voice was originally. Because it sounds like wherever that was, or it's in your heart, or your ears, or the front of your head, that's a place that you paid attention to. So if you put a voice in there that says something really useful, like, you know what? You're going to get through this. I've got you. You're great. I love you. Those things. That might be a slightly more interesting soundtrack for your life. Now, as soon as I say that, if you hear yourself going, oh, but that's just another critical voice you need to let go of. There's another interesting thing which follows on from the uh, session I did last time, which some of you may remember was on compassion, which is if you have a difficult part of you, you know, challenging bit of communication from your unconscious mind. Now, one of the first things we often recommend you do, a bit like we suggested earlier, is to be kind, to be nice to it, not to beat it up. So maybe when it's a long way away, you can just thank it for being there and say, you know, don't know why you're there. I'm sure there's been a great reason for me at some point in my past. I may or may not understand why that is. And you're probably serving some kind of purpose for me. And I'd like to acknowledge that. When you think about it, there's some incredible qualities to some of these critical voices. They are often very resilient 
very powerful, very good at getting your attention. Maybe those are qualities you'd like even more in your life in positive ways that you could use. So just think on that for a minute. The seminar continues with some more practical skills in the next episode. The Mind-Body Connection Podcast. The Body and Mind.